summer episode. Very I'm exciting. excited. The weather's very too hot outside. Yeah, so it's, it's fitting. Yesterday was just beyond too like ridiculous. Yeah. The last like two days have been I was sat on the bus and so you gotta wear like face masks on the bus now. And it was mental, like I couldn't breathe. I just felt yeah, sick. It's been like that when I've been on the train over the last few days. Yeah. Why are you getting trains? Unnecessary journeys, you're breaking lockdown rules, mate. <laughs> yeah. I think you can travel now, can't you? Lockdown's yeah, coming to a slow to. end. Boris is just pretending that nothing's wrong. And this is our last remote recording show as well, if we don't well, providing we don't have a second wave, which we inevitably will, yeah. but for the moment it's our last remote show, yeah. so did you see Bournemouth Beach like a couple of days Three ago? Three people got stabbed. It was yesterday. Yeah. It was mental. It was an absolute crisis of a day. They they declared a state of emergency because they didn't have enough police to keep up with all the nutters that were just... I, I don't know why you wouldn't arrive and go, oh, it's too busy there, and everyone just carried on trying to find spaces, yeah. and then no one had water and the services got over. Well, people drove from all around the country to go, didn't they? It's... Bit mental. If, bit you're silly, gonna, really. if you're going to drive that far, why drive to Bournemouth? Yeah, like, surely there. there's somewhere else you can drive. Yeah, it's right. a nicer beach. Even just like Brighton or something, where it's a better beach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nearer to Bournemouth, they got like West Witterings and stuff. They could have just gone there, but everyone flocks to Bournemouth. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You have to book spaces there. Oh dear. You like. Yeah, you phone the council up and book them. It's not really that interesting. I don't know why it's divulged into this. But, um, interesting. This is life in fan, lockdown, mate. Fan mail, Chris's recommendations. I assume we've got a top 10 list at some point. Yeah, that'll be up next. That'll be up next. So we've got a top 10 list. Um, I think just all around chit chat as well. Indeed. Ah. <laughs> There we go, that was Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. DJ Jizzy Jeff, as I like to call him. Cameron's lost it, I don't know why. What's so funny? You did like just like scream before the end of the song. Yeah, get everyone in the mood. I think it's Hell. It wasn't that funny. Head's gone, hang on. His head's gone. Um, anyway, just list time, you know, Chris? Yeah, it is the list. So, because um, it's the summertime, normally when there's not a huge pandemic going on, we'd be going to festivals and stuff. So I thought we, I'd come up with... 10 festivals that don't actually exist but that I think we could create interesting we are creative when it comes to music and alcohol a lot of our ideas involve that so that's what our show involves as well exactly start us off number 10 is the cheese festival a two day outside experience where everyone eats different types of cheese hosted by their mascot cheddar man Cheese festivals do exist. Like they're quite popular as well. But they yeah, don't have is... Cheddar Man as the mascot. Yeah. This one's the Cheese Festival. It's the oh, ultimate. The ultimate. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if we'd be able to sell that one. To be honest with you. Not in the summer as well. Imagine how fucking yeah. stinky it. <laughs> the fucking breeze just melted all over the place. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Number nine is the Office Festival. Every stall is based off the US version of The Office, including (laughs) Moses' high-quality beats. During the day, multiple bands play the theme song on loop until a big finale performance from Andy Bernard himself. (laughs) That that would be quite good, to be fair. I think that would catch on as well. I think, yeah, you'd probably sell loads, especially if you could get some of the cast to go. Yeah, everyone seems to love the American Office, just like worldwide, so... I imagine we'd make a killing could, there. Yeah. Could finally confront John Krasinski because Kai reckons he's a CIA plant. He is a CIA plant. <laughs> this is proven. <laughs> Just Google John Krasinski CIA and you'll, you'll see what I mean. So, number, number eight. Seven. It's number oh. eight. You always skip number, number eight for some reason, <laughs> Callum. I don't know what... He just has a thing against the eight. Yeah. 
so, mental block. Number <laughs> number eight is the Rough Britain Festival, hosted by Danny Dyer. <laughs> the toughest pubs in the UK, including the Mothership, and all have their own stalls. <laughs> Britain's favourite criminals, including Charlie Bronson, make appearances, sign autographs, <laughs> and even bottle anyone for a small fee. <laughs> yeah, that would that would definitely catch on with the EDL lot. They love that. Just to know. Definitely getting put on some extremism foreign. If anyone's listening to this, yeah, <laughs> I don't think we'd be able to actually attend the festival because we definitely get like beaten up. But if we organise it and take their money. And give it to, I don't know, a charity against EDL. <laughs> We're doing God's work, basically. We're doing. <laughs> there we go. Now on to number seven. Number seven is the Absinthe Festival, a festival where a number of alcohol distillers bring their top quality absinthe and people can taste test them. As well as this, there's a competition where whoever brews the best and highest percentage absinthe wins. Imagine good. the absolute fucking state of Kai after one stall. Oh, mate, yeah. It wouldn't be pretty. Although I don't think the cleanup on that festival would be very pretty. There would be a lot of vomit, I imagine. I don't think... I can't remember the last time we drank absinthe. I don't think any of us have ever done it on a night out. Am I allowed to tell the story? Oh, yeah. the, the famous story about you drinking absinthe, Callum? Are you happy yeah, for me to I say that? Yeah, I can't remember, so... Okay, well, it is, it's potentially quite embarrassing, but we were at Astoria the world's worst <laughs> nightclub remember. in Portsmouth and they were doing absinthe shots called was it Balkan? it was Balkan it was 89% yeah. proof vodka and Callum decided he wanted a shot of it so he went up to the <laughs> bar and ordered one and he did a shot and he couldn't get it down properly so he had to punch his chest to get it down <laughs> and then once it was down he pissed himself a little bit a little bit of piss came out <laughs> So, I can't feel my body for the rest of the night. It was like having an out-of-body experience after drinking that. Yeah. I think we were on the dance floor, and I decided to try and rather unquietly yell that a bit of piss had come out because I couldn't <laughs> feel my body anymore. <laughs> uh, that was the first and last time we ever drank that. Well, yeah. I ever drank that as well. I, I've never drank absinthe. Like, the smell of it makes me feel sick. I don't think yeah. I could actually that drink was it. when my alcohol tolerance was a lot better. Yeah. I feel like we're all got worse and that's saying something for me especially I think you've got better I think I know how to pace myself now yeah maybe yeah, not seeing you die from drinking in months yeah it's been a good run <laughs> I'm sure after <laughs> lockdown it will change yeah maybe although with a 90 minute time limit in a pub I can't imagine I'll be getting that much in so number six is the Captain Beefheart Festival. Here, attendants will be encouraged to wear fish masks on their head. Many bands inspired by Captain Beefheart play throughout the day, and it culminates in a special performance of Trout Mask Replica in full featuring special guests. I would not be attending that festival. I just want to put that out there now. You've been missing out. I don't know if I would, though. land life. Just everything just out of time. It, and a festival of it as well. Someone wailing down a microphone for yeah. two hours. Oh, we should get Yoko Ono along. <laughs> the queen of wailing. You love herself. Yoko Ono. I actually don't Who think doesn't? she's that bad of a person. No, just a musician. She's bad. Yeah. She's a terrible musician. But she didn't break up the Beatles. She gets unfairly criticised for that. And I'll share a personal connection with her because I saw her when I was in New York. So, yeah. <laughs> Did she see you? No, because she had like bodyguards surrounding her as she wailed in the middle of a park. <laughs> Took a picture. Well, no, I didn't take a picture because I thought it might look a bit dodgy, but I, I zoomed in on my camera. And you are listening to Cold to the Touch, the number one podcast for dead people. Indeed. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's such a weird... I don't know how we got that. Like saying which came from the mind of drunk Chris didn't it one day and it just came on up yeah when we started that's how up, most ideas like, seem to come around yeah I was like I thought we needed something on the podcast like a little subtitle underneath our logo so I just came up with that pretty good I enjoy it I think it's a good selling point 
Yeah. Like it's written in blood on the logo as well, isn't it? Completely yeah. different colour to the rest of the logo to make it's it stand the, um, It's in the logo from the Night of the Living Dead poster. Wow. What people oh, don't know go. as well, well we had to... is we, um, we go around graveyards and put speakers in with the uh, underground <laughs> with the bodies. And they can enjoy this for two hours every Thursday. Exactly. Yeah. Gives them something to do while they're down there. There we go. All right, Chris, John, carry on talking about your list. Yeah, so carrying on my top 10 festivals that we should create. Number five is the Neil Breen Festival, a two-day experience where every single one of Neil Breen's films are played. And on the second day is five-hour documentary. The Neil Breen retrospective will be played and it won't have any breaks and anyone who needs to go to the toilet will be forcefully ejected from the festival. That's a great (laughs) idea. I'm well up for that. Has anyone seen his... um, like clips of his five-hour documentary. Yeah, it's just him like showing off the lighting and sound and stuff yeah. in his films. It's so bad and it's funny because he's like, he talks about the importance of good sound in a film, and then as he's saying that, he's using like <laughs> the on-camera sound. So his, his sound sounds terrible. It's really tinny and it keeps like crackling. It's like you he, literally have no idea. And he charged two hundred dollars for the DVD. Yeah, it? yeah. And people actually bought it. I think it's probably just Gee, more re- movie sucks that bought it. No one else did. Yeah, I think Red Met- <laughs> Red Letter Media bought it as well. <laughs> we should. Get his- it. Oh, he's got a new film coming out. Yeah, it's, that's a like just through an actual studio. Sequel. Is that through an actual studio that one? Because I don't think he got no, like, independently films LLC. Oh, maybe he did then. So now he's talking about trying to get like an actual studio to put out money for him. Yeah, I don't see that. Um, Red Letter Media said they no. were. Space Cop Yeah, two. there's just... The only strength of Neil Breen's film is similar to what Tommy Wiseau did with The Room. Yeah, Neil Breen's better than Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau started acting again. Of course he did. He needs a paycheck. Yeah, he did that film a couple of years ago with the other guy from The Room in it. Yeah, Great he's just done a film called... The Big Shark. Invented it's a horror shark. drama film. <laughs> big Shark, not Big Shark. It will be a Big <laughs> Shark, but it's... It's called Big Shark. No, was that number five? One to number four. Yeah. Number four is the DreamWorks Festival. This is going to be a week-long experience where the first three days are themed around Shrek, How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda. And then the other days are free-for-all celebrations of all their other movies. There will also be themed cocktails, including swamp water, and there will be prizes for the best <laughs> costumes. I'm gonna say it first. I do not like Shrek. Yeah, the first one's not a good film. Me and you both have terrible experiences with the Shrek series. Yeah, the second one's brought up by the soundtrack, and the third, the third one's all right. The fourth one's just it shouldn't have existed. Isn't the third one like worldly renowned as the worst one of the the whole series? I played the the third game earlier for my gaming channel. Oh hell yeah! I look forward to that because the first Shrek video. I'm excited. Yeah. For you to bring your game and channel back. We've all got projects we're working on at the moment. Exciting. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Do you want to promote your website thing? Uh, we will do. We'll do it towards the end. All right. It's a surprise. little treat for people. little surprise treat. Number three is the Serial Killer Festival. It's a secret (laughs) underground festival for undiscovered serial killers. They'll get together and discuss their most violent kills and there will be a prize for the most horrific one. There will also be shrines to some of the all-time greats like Jack the Ripper and the Zodiac Killer. The festival will also end with a two-day hunt where the first person to kill someone gets to murder whoever's the last person to kill someone. (laughs) Jesus Christ We'll not be attending that No Because again We'd all die (laughs) Not if you're The first person To kill someone Yeah but I don't know If I could kill someone I'm a pacifist I'm not Gandhi (laughs) Even though Gandhi Did hate A lot of people But I won't get into that (laughs) (laughs) We'll save that For the Gandhi special Hundred episodes, Gandhi special. <laughs> Actually, our local, well, my local <laughs> takeaway is called Gandhi. That'll be what one of the links about. Just you talking about that takeaway. Yeah, uh, the food's not very good, and if you've ever seen inside of it, it doesn't look very clean. But 
It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So number number two is the Sexy Time Festival, a huge outdoor event where 100,000 people gather to break the record for the world's largest orgy. Condoms will be handed to all who visit upon entry. Of course you'd want to make that, you pervert. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Too fit, I think what we would make a lot of money. Protection? Yeah. Then they run the risk of an STD. Always wear a condom, kids. <laughs> Is that your advice? That's the, yeah. the only... Be safe. To be fair, I feel like even if you wear a condom, as soon as you walk into that festival, you've already caught like 10 STDs yeah. before you've even unclothed yourself. Isn't that festival where, basically where is what it the gathering be of like the juggalos is? <laughs> Wrap your stump before you I... give it a hump. All right. We'll not be attending tie. that festival. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Is that number two? Yes, so number so one. Number one is the Cult of the Touch Festival. Throughout the day, people will get to experience the ultimate day for Cult of the Touch fans. There will be a special guest appearances from Ross Kemp, E.T. and many more. <laughs> the day will end with a live episode around the theme of festivals, and it will also be sponsored by Skooma. I'm buzzing for that. That's going to be I sick. Like it. <laughs> What do they do if they spend a day like us? They just sit around a table playing crap Xbox games, drinking, getting slaughtered. Yeah. And then we just drunkenly go on stage and waffle for two hours. Exactly. Sounds pretty great. Sounds done. <laughs> I reckon once we build this following up, we can hold our own festival. Be like Tanacon. Yeah, I look forward to seeing all the slids burning alive <laughs> in the heat. Yeah. We've not I forgot that they were properly. called slids. I don't think I'm we've excited. actually talked about we're... how our fans are called the Slids on the podcast yet. We no, not? I forgot they were called Slids to be honest. No. Well, anyone listening, you are a Slid. <laughs> Enjoy it. That's <laughs> like an insult. No, it's not. It's a... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? Well, it's, it's a badge of honour. Wear it with pride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Embrace it. Shout out Lou Reed. Just love that man. He's also a dead person, so he's kind of like part of our audience now. Exactly. One day he's we'll track him order. down and we'll put a speaker in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon you could get arrested for that? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. That was a silly question. You can't dig up graves or change graves. Can we go and put speakers on top of the graves, though? Um, or do you reckon we'll get in trouble for that? No, you probably put it on top. I feel like it's one of those things where Maybe. his grave's probably like got a, like a gate around it and stuff. Yeah, although Jim Morrison's doesn't so, in Paris. That's another bloke we can hit up with a speaker. Any PR is good PR, I guess, if we get the news for putting speakers on top of graves and playing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> even if we're in prison. Yeah, I don't reckon you could go to jail no, for it. It's I only like, probably get like putting flowers yeah, on it. You'd probably get like community service or something. But yeah, that's. Uh, I think we should make that our mission, just to invade dead people with our radio show. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a sponsor this week, Chris. Yeah, we do. Um, this one was a little bit different. Normally we get them um, emailed in, but this time I had someone from the FBI knock on my door and hand me a CD with the sponsor on. <laughs> so okay. I'm not really sure why. So I guess we'll listen and experience it together. All right. Today's show is sponsored by the future invasion of I, Emperor Zor, crusher of worlds and ruler of the Galactic Alliance. I had planned to invade your planet now, but it seems like you're all in the middle of a plague at the moment, so I'd rather wait till that's all cleared up so we don't catch it, just like when we tried to invade during the bubonic plague. You will all bow down to me and become my slaves, and those who do not comply will see their bitter end. Keep up the good work, Cult of the Touch. Your show has been helping me get through my recent divorce. There we go. So we're sponsored by Emperor's Org today. Nice. <laughs> Shout out Emperor's Org. Cheers for sponsoring our show. We are raking in the sponsors at the moment. We literally are. New one every week. Like Businesses just cash, can't cash get enough money. of us. And I guess we've kind of got the FBI on our side now since they came and gave me that sponsor. Hell yeah. Shout out to the FBI. Female body inspectors. My dudes. <laughs> <laughs> have you, I hate those shirts. Is any, yeah. I tell, please tell me if you've seen them, yeah. I, literally, I was like work. the female booby inspectors one. Well. Yeah, yeah. 
I was at work and I don't I don't like slagging off people's looks, but he wasn't a looker and he was probably about twenty stone and he was squeezed into a shirt that said female body <laughs> inspector. And literally I was just like, No, you're not. You're not, are you? Like Did he also work with you? Because it seems like the sort of things your no. staff would wear. No, he didn't, unfortunately. Although that would have been interesting. We went on a school trip in like year 10 um, to Belgium and someone wore one of those shirts just when we went to the pub because we were allowed to have a drink. Was he on there the was also another, I don't know. There was another that person was who had a shirt. There's <laughs> another guy who had a shirt that literally just had a naked woman on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he went up to one of the teachers, like gave them his work and this teacher just stared it was like i'm not sure you should be wearing that <laughs> i remember Brilliant. we went on a, a ski trip to switzerland and literally all our teachers got absolutely shit faced like yeah, almost our every night got drunk as well yeah it was pretty entertaining like as soon as they got to the point where they were like incoherent they were like right everyone leave go to your beds go sleep and they just sit in the like little restaurant bar bit and just drink all night <laughs> We were only allowed to have two pints a night. I don't think I could night. do it if I was a teacher. Yeah, oh, we so were only allowed, allowed to have to two pints a night, but like the last night, the teachers were just like, nah, just have whatever you want. And a lot of <laughs> teachers were like going up to students buying drinks and was like wrapping their arm around them saying, you know what, I'll get you a drink, man. Don't worry. <laughs> That's incredible. Jesus. I just imagine if we were teachers and we got drunk because I feel the filters would just go and we'd get sacked immediately upon arriving home. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't be able to be a teacher because you'd fail your CRB check. <laughs> Just unnecessary. I wouldn't add Jeff past EBS. Yeah, checks before. This is our summer extravaganza episode. Hell yeah. We're at the Hell. peak of summer in England at the moment. so. I mean, summer's a year-round thing now, isn't it, because of global warming. It doesn't really get that cold anymore. Oh, Callum getting political. Shout out, Callum. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is though. Global warming's fucked. I'm not having kids <laughs> because of global warming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do recommendations each week, don't we? I'm not going to go through and list them all because there's been like six now. Yeah. It's just too much. So, Chris, do you want to tell us what your recommendation was this week? Yeah, so because we're doing the theme of summer this week, I decided to go for Spike Lee's 1989 film, Do the Right Thing. Um I basically picked it because not only is it very topical at the moment, it's set in the middle of summer on the hottest day of the year in Brooklyn. Um, So for those who don't know, it's a film kind of about a bunch of different characters living in Brooklyn. And it's about definitely about race. One of the big stories is about a pizzeria where the owner is an Italian guy who refused to put black people up on his wall of fame and that comes like a racist icon and a lot of stuff happens. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not watched it, but yeah, that's the basic story, I guess. So Yeah, it's definitely one of those films you don't want to spoil because the ending's no. just so depressing. Powerful. Yeah, I love it. I've seen it multiple times now. It's one of my favourite films of all time. I, it's sad, but it's still so relevant in yeah. 2020 as it was back then. But that's Spike Lee for you. It's just everything he makes seems to stay relevant, weirdly. Apart from his old boy remake. But <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to say that. I yeah. always forget that he does the old boy remake. For some yeah. reason, I thought Josh Brolin directed it as well as acted in it. No. And I think I've just cemented that in my brain to block out. Yeah. But yeah, Spike Lee's... I'd say he's a great director. A lot of people don't think he is, but I think it's hard to top do the right thing because it's such an incredible film. Yeah, I've only seen this, The Five Bloods and Black Klansmen so far, and this is by far the best one. Yeah, I like Black Klansmen a lot, but yeah, do the right thing is just incredible. Like, it's untouched with the performances. It's like it's so stylish as well. It's like a yeah. unique style. It's not not ripping off anyone or just style for style's sake it feels like a unique voice mine Lawrence's Lawrence film debut as well yeah it's quite a lot and of he went um, on to great things such as bad boys 
and big there's quite a lot of big name actors in that film that weren't big names at the time like Samuel L. Jackson is in it quite a lot as the radio host I forget what his yeah. name is Dr. Love Daddy or something yeah that's it and there's yeah. um, Giancarlo Esposito plays um, yeah. the bad guy in Breaking Bad yeah. I loved it that was I think that's well it's the first time I'd ever watched I watched it yesterday but I didn't really, I didn't go in knowing anything about it. I didn't even know Spike Lee did it until we started watching it. I know Chris spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, but no, I really enjoyed it. I feel like it really captures like heat as well. Like you can tell it's the hottest day of the summer and yeah. I don't know how it does it, but it's, you. I like, even if I watched it in like mid-December, I'd still be sweating watching it because it just captures <laughs> heat. One of the things that does it is the colouring because like every single shot, is incredibly like orange and red mm. so it just looks really hot yeah yeah and there's a lot of what moments d- where you see heat waves on the screen and stuff as well yeah what does everyone think of uh spike lee's performance in the film because he's not i don't think he's a great actor but i really like him in this film yeah i thought he was pretty yeah, good I, in that. I, yeah because really he plays like such a score as well yeah the, the score is really good I liked the use of fight the power like 20 times in the film. Yeah. That opening sequence with, um, I've forgotten her name, but Mookie's girlfriend dancing Yeah, to fight really the power. Good. Yeah. Just sucks you in straight away. Oh, I didn't mean to yawn then. No, the film score was recorded in four days as well. Oh, yeah? It's done a four good job days. for four days. I work. did yeah, I did research for once, but I just keep looking down at my notes and I've just got four days score written. So I'm guessing <laughs> I meant that it was recorded in four days. Yeah, yeah. I need Not to stop being so vague. four days worth of score. <laughs> yeah. I did. It's also considered, it's in the top 100 films as well. On like a, uh, a fire list or something. In the, in the National Film Registry. National Film Registry. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What did, um, because it's like 86 film... or something like that. Yeah, this film lost out to, I think it was Driving Miss Daisy, which was another film that dealt with race for the yeah. Best Picture no, Oscar. Nowhere near as good as that, though. No. And who talks about Driving Miss Daisy nowadays? You know what I mean? No, no, no one. No. But I think I've this only film even probably... heard of that film because of the scene in Be Kind Rewind where they remake it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think this film was probably too aggressive and in, in people's faces back in 1989. Like, it's... Yeah. If you, I don't know if anyone's read Roger Ebert's review on it, but he said that the screening, the premiere that he came out of at Cannes, was very like split. Like a lot of people hated like Mookie and uh, Bugging Out and Radio Raheem and stuff like that, and then the other half like loved them but hated Sal and Sal's sons. And I don't. I think people still have those arguments today about whether Mookie did do the right thing. But yeah, it's it's a shame that things haven't really changed from what Roger Ebert was yeah. saying back in the day. Something I did like about it is there's a lot of very obvious themes and subtexts and stuff, mm. but it does it in a way that it's very unsubtle. Like a lot of people can go in and completely understand what the film is, but like does it in a way where it doesn't need to be subtle like he executes it so well that if he was more subtle about it, i think it would have ruined the power of the yeah film. yeah because mm. i think it's if you're going to make a film like that you have to be upfront about it i don't think you can yeah. sort of hint at things like that you've just got to say what you're saying and i think that's probably what pissed a lot of people off back in the day but I, yeah i don't know it's so relevant like still it just yeah, you could have released it now and you'd have been numb. Yeah, especially given what's been going on for the last few weeks with obviously George Floyd and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, it just makes me really sad to watch it and nothing's changed. No. People are just getting killed daily, you know, for no reason. Deep. There we go, Chris. Yeah. yeah. In America at the moment, it's free to rent on every single service. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's definitely a film that needs to be seen because it deals with race relations in such a unique and not upfront way that I think it has the power to change people's minds. Yeah. I was sad to see that it's not on Netflix or anything. I think the only streaming service that has it in the UK is Now TV. Oh, yeah, really? that's why I just how I saw it. 
not to like derail anything, but I just did want to say like things seem to be going back to normal. Like no one's talking about what's happening in America at the moment or just around the world with institutionalized racism. And personally, I just wanted to say that like you can't just ignore it. You have to keep going with it. And there's charities. There's the Black Lives Matter website. So go on there, have a read of a few things, donate places, sign petitions, just yeah, keep going with it. Yeah, films like these are important to educate people on these matters. Yeah, definitely. I think on that aspect, Bad Clansman's probably another one to watch as well. That's yeah. the same, yeah, same thing. Sorry really to bother thing. you as well. I haven't seen I watched that, that a couple yet, of days ago. It's I don't, a very strange they're, film. Yeah, they're a little bit more subtle about it, but there's definitely sort of commentary there to be had. The show Atlanta as well, if anyone's seen that. That's yeah, I've really seen good. the first That's... series of it, but not the rest. Yeah, I enjoy that. And um, the film Blind Spotting as well is pretty good about it. I haven't seen that. It's on Netflix at the moment, so I've been meaning yeah, to watch it. Yeah, that's how I saw it. It's pretty yeah. good. But yeah, they got even things like Candyman. Uh, get out. They've all yeah, got... if you're looking for like a more genre sort of yeah. thing to watch. But yeah, I love doing oh, the right thing. Plenty to check out. I give it. Well, who's rating it first? I'll go first. Here. So I give it four and a half. Colter touches out of five. I'll give it a perfect five. Yeah, I do the same. I watched it last week for the first time on Now TV, and by the time the film had ended, I spent thirty pound on the Criterion Blu-ray because I just fed enough of it. <laughs> yeah, so nice. I watched it again yesterday, and it was still just as good as it was first time. Yeah. So yeah, give it a perfect five. Colter touches out of five. Nice. There we go. I think that's probably the highest ratings we've given, isn't it, for a film? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know. We try We try our best. But uh, you've got Letterboxd reviews, so you gather them up, don't you, from popular... Yeah, so I go through Letterboxd, and that is their film review app, and I try and find the ones that I find either the dumbest or the funniest. There we go. What did we find this week? So the first one is from someone called Lance. They gave it half a star and put great Rosie Perez dancing. Of course, someone called Lance gave this film a half star. (laughs) That could literally be Donald Trump's son with a name like that. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Next is Owen Davis, 237, who gave it one and a half stars. They said... Yes, let's do the right thing and destroy this man's life because he wouldn't put a picture up on the wall of his restaurant. Oh, shut oh up. Oh, my God. If you if you truly believe that, you've missed the point of the film. Yeah. Nobed. What was his name? Owen Davies. Owen Davis 237. Fuck you, man. Kai's going to track <laughs> him down and throttle him in his sleep now. I literally will. I've played a lot of The Last of Us too. Like I said to you earlier, Chris, I will stealth kill that man. <laughs> next is from Connor Hanafi who also gave it one and a half star and said do the right thing and don't watch this fucking movie <laughs> what is wrong with these people let me guess they're all white as well probably I yeah. can't see a picture of them Nobs. this next one is from <laughs> cool handsome guy who gave it two stars and said, Spike Lee got a weak chin. Look it up. Believe me. Um, I doubt that guy <laughs> is either cool chin? or handsome. Well, that's nah, Spike he's Lee. got a that's, bit of a chin. Yeah, but it's not a great chin, is it? No. That's got nothing to do with the film. Just a personal insult. Yeah. <laughs> Next is from Ultron 6. Gave it two and a half stars and put... I want some pizza. <laughs> right, well, that's not funny because that's taking the mick out of the bloke with a stammer in the film. <laughs> that's just out of order. Smiley, that's his name. Shout out Smiley. <laughs> so, and the last one I've got is from someone whose name is literally just a exclamation mark in a yellow triangle. They gave it two and a half stars and put, if not for anything else, Radio Rahim deserved to die for his music taste alone. What? Jesus. So this guy is a huge hater of Public Enemy, apparently. Public Enemy are great. I can't believe the 
insensitivity on show there. That's annoying. I've got one there especially for Kai. So I don't know if if his dog's in there, if you say oh, a username, no. even though it's public knowledge. Don't do it to me, <laughs> Alison the Vegan. <laughs> so Alison the Vegan didn't write a review, but she just gave it two stars. I thought Kai'd be a fan Did of you? that. Has anyone no seen... explanation. <laughs> this is very, like, this is an inside joke, but has anyone seen her, like, short film she's made that she links on her letterbox? No. Please watch them, because... She gives so many directors so much shit for making bad films. And Should that be your recommendation for next week? Fuck no. D- if you want to, yeah, because we can take the piss out of her for all their well, bad Well, if takes. we're going to record the next episode in person, we could always watch it beforehand and have a oh, look at yeah, it. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, they're awful. They're so bad. But yeah. She's got a comedy channel. Right, we need to stop oh. doxing people. <laughs> She's like one of the All most right. followed people on Letterboxd. It's not really doxing her. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Fuck I don't her. even know if Alison's her real name, so... No, it is. I've got her full name. <laughs> okay, well, don't give that out. Callum has her <laughs> full name, address, and phone number. Yeah. <laughs> just God forbid she just rates something ridiculous down again. She gave Batman Forever zero stars. That deserves to be doxed for. What a good film. Batman, what? Batman Forever, what the Is one it, with um, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey? Yeah, Is it, Michael Keaton's not in Batman Forever. Are you thinking of Batman Returns, Which, the one with the yeah. Penguin? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I was going to say, if you're defending Batman Forever, I think I'll have to cut this friendship off. <laughs> uh, Val Kilmer plays Batman in Batman yeah. Forever. Yeah, like Joel Schumacher did die a couple of days ago, so R.I.P. Yeah, that is yeah, rest in peace. He did make some good films, to be fair. Yeah. The Batman Lost and Boys. Robin. Yeah. I think The Lost Boys is the only one I've watched by him that I liked, but... Batman what, and Robin. What's the film? Uh, Robin Williams p- plays like a, a paedophile in it. I think it's like 8mm or something. Six oh, one hour, one hour photo. One hour photo. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's know. That's not that film. It might not be <laughs> like him, actually. No. That's... um. Ah, oh, who did one hour photo? That film freaks me out because he develops the family's photos and he, like, watches them. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he did he make just... a... A film with like a child predator in it and I can't remember what it's called one hour photo it was Mark Romanek oh. he's directed a couple of Weezer concerts Lock and nice. Key oh. and Beyonce's Lemonade speaking of Weezer album discussion <laughs> yeah that is professional as it comes mate so this week because I went through the theme of summer I recommended Weezer's album the white album because basically the entire album is about the summer Rivers Cuomo wrote the entire thing about literally hanging out at the beach in LA. It came out at a very weird point in their career because during the 2000s, they just basically took a huge downward dip in quality. Then they released um, Everything Will Be Alright in the End in the early 2010s, which was like a huge return to form. Then they did this album, which like was the first album that people like paid attention. We're like, Weezer are finally back. And ever since they've just made garbage, so it was kind of like two one-offs, it seemed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, definitely an album all about the hanging out at the beach, just having fun with your friends. It kind of has this structure where it almost tells a story about this nervous kid who hangs around at the beach, and then meets a girl, falls in love, and then gets dumped at the end. It has a very up-and-down sort of feeling to it. Yeah, I was going to um, say, the end of the album is like actually quite depressing compared to the start of the album. Yeah, I um, have a lot of nostalgia for this album because it came out the year where we finished college and I just went to uni. It came out in like the summer before that. So I remember just listening to it and getting drunk with my friends and just having a good time listening to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you guys think of it? I, this is the first Weezer album I think I've listened to all the way through because I've never... It's not that I'm not a huge fan of him. I've just never been that interested enough to listen to him. Which sounds worse than it is. It's just like I never thought it'd be my cup of tea, but I really enjoyed it. There was more tracks that stood out more than others, but it wasn't very long either. So you can definitely re-listen to it. It's, what was it like 30 minutes long? Yeah, something like that. It's 10 tracks over like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. so you can bash her. And I'd, I'd definitely go back to listening to it. I don't think I'd listen to any of their other stuff purely from what Chris has just said, to be honest. <laughs> Listen to the Blue album. That's a good album. 
I enjoy. It's definitely a summer album. It's good as well because I don't particularly have a lot of summer music. My, my Spotify. It's all winter and doom and gloom most of the time. So to have something a bit more upbeat is is nice. Interesting. And there's one I'm trying to think of the track that I listen to the most because I was listening to it in the shower. I think is it "Thank God for Girls" or "Thank oh, God"? Yeah. It's yeah, that's thank probably God my favourite Something... track as well. I really yeah, didn't like that, was, that the first time I heard it, but more... it took a few lessons and I eventually got into it. Yeah, I really like that song. That stopped me because I put it on shuffle. I think it was the second song that came on. I just stopped listening to the album, listened to that song a couple of times, and then had to go back to it yeah. later on. Yeah, there's a couple like for the most part, it's basically just like power pop sort of stuff that's clearly mm. inspired by their early albums as well as like the Beach Boys. And you got songs like Thank God for Girls and also Jacked Up later on in the album. Jacked which Up, which is like very clearly inspired by modern pop music and hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah, I like Jacked Up and I liked um, Summer Elaine and Drunk, Do- Drunk Dory. Is that the track? Yeah. Yeah, I really song. like those three. I think they're probably my three favourite tracks on the album, to be fair. Yeah. Weirdly, I like the more depressing part of the album than the, uh, the happier part at the start. But yeah, I, I really like the album. Yeah, I'm I quite nostalgic o- for it as well. The only song I don't like on the album is probably Do You Want to Get High? Because it just it feels very out of place on the album. It feels kind I've, of more like a B side to their album Pinkerton than anything. It's just a bit too dark for the very light hearted yeah, feel for the rest. I do of the think album. it's it's quite out of place, but I like it. When I heard it as a single, I enjoyed it. But on the album, it yeah. feels a bit out of place. Like it comes at a as weird a single, point. It's not that bad, but on the album, it just doesn't really fit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But yeah, they I'm did a version of Jack Top well. with Pussy Rock. Oh, really? I think it's like, yeah, Nadia from Pussy Rose. And that's what I was just looking for then, because I was like, I'm sure Jack Tupp had a really weird bit in it, but it is, yeah. Fits of Fits and the Tantrums and Nadia Pussy Riot was in Oh, he's got robot voice again. <laughs> Have I come back? Yeah, 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 you're back. Yeah, but there we go. So there's a thing. I don't know what yeah. why they put both versions on there, but yeah, I know I enjoyed nice. it. Yeah, it's um, not my favourite Weezer album, but probably at least in my top three or four. Yeah, it's in my top three, for sure. It's not Easily hard to the... pick a top three with them. Yeah. <laughs> Easily the best album they've made since the 90s, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. Although I do like the Teal album, as much as everyone shits on that. <laughs> it's just not a good album, though. It is. <laughs> there we go. Shit on it immediately. It's just the no scrubs cover that's good. No, and they've got um, take on me on there. I think this is discussion for another day. Yeah, probably. Detailed <laughs> discussion. All right, Chris, <laughs> you want to start the ratings off? Yeah. So um, I'd give it four cold to the touches out of five. Right, who's going? I'll go next. I'll give it three and a half cold to the touches out of five. Yeah, I think I'll probably go three and a half cold to the touches out of five as well. It's just a fun, upbeat summer album. And I had fun. There we go. Lots and lots of fun. And that's what we like to hear. Very summery. I do weather for it as well because yeah. it's overcast well, to be fair, today. The last, the last so everyone's in the summer spirit. Scorching. They've been like 30 degrees. It's still very hot, to be fair. Yeah, it's warm. Yeah, it was it's just physically impossible yeah, to record was, yesterday. I felt like I was going to melt after I walked home from the bus stop. But yeah, all right. So every week we get fan mail. And we had a couple last week. And then... We've received some more, so Kai Duty is our producers to sift Indeed. through. And uh, we didn't have a lot of options this week because a lot of them were just trolling us, really. Um, but this is probably the, down. yeah. Well, this was probably the funniest troll. Um, so he said, "Hello, I hope I find you all well. Something I've noticed about summer is that all the worst things happen during it. For example, the Manson murders, nine eleven." And this radio show. I'm not old enough to remember 9-11, but I imagine it was about as big a disaster as this show. Don't quit the day job, lads. All the best. <laughs> Lick my balls. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it uh, is, yeah. That's not the sort of fan we want. No, at least none of us got threatened this time, so I guess it's a step up from last week. Yeah, true. Have you have you noticed that after you didn't apologise, has anyone been creeping around looking for you, Chris? Um, 
no, but I do hear some like weird creaks and stuff every once in a while. So maybe he's in your loft, just watching you sleep maybe. and waiting for the perfect moment. Maybe. So sometimes hear a bit of like whispering when I try and get to sleep as well. Oh God! Yeah, that's definitely him. Oh, the of it. I'd move if I were you, mate. <laughs> but yeah, that was fan mail this week. I haven't been insulted, luckily. No, you got off lightly this week. Yeah. We just got insulted as a collective. Yeah, exactly. But I think we do a pretty good job considering none of us have professional broadcast experience and this is our, what, sixth week, seventh week? Was this show seven now, is it? Yeah, show seven. Yeah, yeah so yeah, show seven. I don't know. I think we're doing all right, especially considering the circumstances of not being able to be face-to-face. Yeah, would make it a lot no, easier. No, well, we're back in the studio from next week. Yeah, exactly. So, fuck you, Ligma. Once we get, once, once we get that interaction back, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. That was the most pathetic come it could have possibly come up for. Yeah, Ligma Bulls has definitely done us there. <laughs> no. So, we've all... It sounds a bit arrogant, me... Me leading myself into this, but... Obviously, we've started this back up again, and we've also taken it upon ourselves to do more. X Chris, you've just brought a single out. The yeah, like quarter. If you want to promote that, yeah. So my new single came out today. The dream is our dead, inspired by film directors. Oh, nice! I haven't listened to it yet, but. I will do. It's all about a film director who... Nice. I wrote it about a film director who doesn't know I think whether it's to sell because out because you come up on my like release radar. Marvel films or whether to stick to making art films that only 10 people will watch. A lifelong struggle. Yeah, that sounds interesting. That's quite cool, to be fair. I like it. Quite... Kai, you've been working on scripts and stuff, so hopefully we can start yeah. producing them. Yeah, fingers crossed. Once we're all Cold to the touch productions. able to go out and about, I can start directing some of them. You can be the next white Spike Lee, which would be cool. Well, I mean, don't <laughs> put it like that. Any like, white director there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are thousands to pick from, and you've gone for white Spike Lee. <laughs> I just thought it was relevant because we were talking about it earlier well, on. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I like to be as good I as like Spike it. But um, no, so over the last couple of weeks, I mean, we've been doing recommendations for each other, which means that we can start getting into new things, stuff we probably wouldn't listen to, like normal, like Weezer. Chris is recommending 70s Johnny Guy's gun film. Um, so we've all been watching listening to things. And one of the things over the last year that wasn't really a big thing for me is horror it's just the i don't know where the obsessions come out of but it's just sort of come out of nowhere and it's led me down this sort of deep hole to catch up with like over 20 years worth of missed out because i never watched them when i was in school i didn't people don't have sleepovers and watch horror films like i remember watching hot fuzz on a sleepover and feeling sick because it was gory <laughs> so it's, it's nice to sort of have the opportunity where i'm just fascinated by it and there's so many connections as well like Everyone seems to know everyone within the industry, even yeah. for like the remakes and stuff. It seems to be, oh, they worked together on this film or they did this. Um, and I wanted to sort of talk about my experience with it and just waffle, basically have an outlet to waffle and make crap jokes about horror films that no one's probably going to watch or watch. Um, so we started making a website for it called Parties Over, which is one of the lines from... De- I think it's dead meat. I should remember, not dead meat. Um, it's for... oh, he's a bottle there. Website, <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it so recently as well. It's... Is it what is it? The garbage day film? No, it's Peter Jackson's first film, the horror film he did with the lawnmower. Brain dead. Brain dead. Yeah, that's it. So it's the line from Brain Dead before he hacks people up with lawnmowers. <laughs> bottled it on the own thing but um once you've bottled it you've bottled <laughs> once it. that's up and going um it'd be nice to sort of have an outlet to waffle about my own experience post reviews talk about recommendations 
Um, and so I hopefully not grab people that aren't interested in the genre because there's just no point. I'm not going to force other people or recommend things to people that don't like it. But hopefully it'll be a nice eye-opener. And once we post the link, if you click on it as well, we get sweet ad revenue slowly but surely. So we can be making bank and then we can be building the Cult of the Touch brand up slowly but surely. But yeah, excited to share it. And you're listening to Cult of the Touch in the last link of our summer extravaganza show. It's been good. It has the weather's been... not been ideal, yeah. but it's been Callum good. looks like he's just died. Yeah, Callum's just given up. He's just on the video chat. He's just laid down. I'm still listening. You see his face. I'm just... Just see his belly. I'm stretching out. I don't know what it is with like hot weather. Just I can't sit down for too long because you yeah. get numb and you start feeling achy. So I just thought... Yeah, I'll get sweaty back if I'm leaning up against something as well. Yeah. It's just like sweaty bum. It's I guess at least he's thing. not playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> I wasn't playing yeah, Stardew Valley. He was trying to play Stardew Valley. No, I wasn't. I had to feed the cows quick and I turned it off immediately after. The weirdest thing you've ever said. I was in... It was urgent because I keep forgetting, even... So I thought I'd do it while I remember it. But yeah, all right. So, do the cows die then? Uh, they get... I don't know. One's pissed off at the moment and one keeps... Every time I click on it, it says it's feeling thin and I feel guilty. I've got like an Ethiopian cow knocking around my farm, so I've started oh, feeding yeah. it. I've not played it in months. I've not played it in months. I feel like I'll just go on there and like my entire like house has been burnt down by the angry villagers because I've killed a cow. My issue is it's one of them <laughs> things where you start playing it at like four o'clock in the afternoon and then you look at the time and it's like three o'clock. I just... Yeah, I'm like that with um, Animal Crossing. Yeah, i just got to stop and reassess myself. But Kai, you've got recommendations? Yeah, so next week's theme, uh, I don't know where it's come from. I sort of pulled it out of thin air, but next week's theme is the Wild West. Oh. Um, so the film I'm picking is McCabe and Mrs. Miller by Robert Altman. Okay. I've, I've never, never heard, heard of that, of that film, but obscure Serbian black and white film. Oh, really? No. It's not Serbian, it's American. It's directed by I know Robert, Robert Altman. Altman. Yeah. I think no, I've it's watched... a great film. I think The Player's the only one of his films I've watched, though. Oh, it's a favourite of um, uh, Martin Scorsese's, I believe, and Paul Thomas Anderson's. Uh, And then the album I'm recommending is a country album, which is a little bit outside my comfort zone, really. But um, I've recently got into this guy. He's called Towns Van Sant. I'll have to... The spelling of it's really weird, so I'll have to, like, send it to you, like, link it to you. But the album's literally like a self-titled one, so it's just called Towns Van Sant. It's strange. Um, it's got all my favourite songs. You're dead against on there. country normally. Yeah, I know, but this guy's like, I don't know. He's just really good. I like him a lot. So, yeah, those are my recommendations oh, for next week. It's all kicking off somewhere. Yeah, I muted my microphone because the dog just uh, started barking. It's all right, because Chris, oh, you're going to play us out of our summer show. Warren Wilson's dead. No, he's not dead. Fucking hell. Every time. Brian Wilson died five years ago from oh. a heart attack. No, he didn't. He did.